Welcome to episode 17 of the Montana Values Podcast. Someone once said, quote, the truth of your character is expressed through the choice of your actions, end quote. With the election fast approaching, we thought it would be worthy to revisit the truth of the character of one of Montana's worst Republican candidates to ever seek office. Our goal for this episode is to throw a TD, and we don't mean touchdown. Let's get right into it with our host, Tammy Fisher. We might be simple, but we're not stupid. I used that statement in a closing argument once when I was in the middle of a jury trial, and it seemed to be compelling. And basically, I had a Richie Rich from out of state, I think he was from California, who tried to pull one over and tried to pull one over on my client and on the jury. And so the jury, which was packed with Montanans, was seemed to be compelled by that statement because it rings so true. In Montana, we very much like the simple things in life, but that doesn't mean we're stupid. So we might be simple people, but we definitely aren't stupid. And we can tell if somebody is being inauthentic. We are great judges of character. We can see it from a mile away. You know, there's one person who is running for political office in Montana, and he has run for office after office after office. But it has never been clearer that he is inauthentic than it has been in over the course of this past month. I mean, he's committed some pretty heinous acts in the past that we think are just crazy, but it's become increasingly clear that he is unfit for office. And Mickey and I don't label people often, but we were talking and I'm like, man, this guy sounds kind of like a narcissist. So we went to Google, of course, Dr. Google, and the Mayo Clinic tells us that some symptoms of narcissistic personality disorder include an exaggerated sense of self-importance, a sense of entitlement. An expectation to be recognized as superior, even without achievements to warrant it, a belief that they are superior, they belittle or look down on people they perceive as inferior, they expect special favors, and they take advantage of others to get what they want and behave in an arrogant or haughty manner and come across as conceited, boastful, and pretentious. So basically, when we think somebody, when Montanans look at somebody and we think they're not being authentic, We may also think that they are narcissists based upon these components. And at least one candidate for Montana political office consistently behaves in a way that the Mayo Clinic advises us to be cautious of. And that candidate, folks, is Troy Downing. We really don't like to beat a dead horse, folks. But this horse, no offense to horses, just won't shut up. Downing's recent defense of his criminal behavior was televised during a debate he had with Shane Morgeau. And his defenses just cannot go unchecked. This guy couldn't pick truth out of the lineup. As you'll all remember, Troy Downing is running for state auditor. And we talked about this guy a couple of times just because he's such a terrible candidate. Yeah, and you can check out the full skinny on Downing's past in MVP episodes 3, 7, and 14. The guy is an embarrassment to himself and to his family, but most importantly, if he's elected, he's going to be an embarrassment to Montana. And like any narcissist, the only one who doesn't seem to recognize he's an embarrassment is Troy Downing. He's running for state auditor because he can't seem to get elected to any other office that he's run for, and there have been many. So I think he's chosen the most boring office in the state of Montana with the hopes that none of us will care enough about this position to notice how inauthentic he is. The saddest thing about Montana political races is very few voters actually watch the candidate debates. 
And when not many of us know what the state auditor does, that means even fewer of us watch the state auditor debate. But we had one. And even if Downing's opponent was a paper bag, Downing still would have clutched defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> what struck us most compelling, I mean, and we're watching this debate at like 830 in the morning on a Sunday, but I got to tell you, the most compelling part of it was the flat out lies coming from Downing's mouth. It just blatant lies. And his expectation that we'd all just soak it up as true and not question his horseshit. Well, as you guys know, that ain't us. While Mr. Morjo is polite enough not to respond with, hey, that's bullshit when Downing speaks, we will. As we told you in episodes 3, 7, and 14, Troy Downing is a criminal, convicted in 2018 of two of nine hunting violations he was charged with. Yeah, and he's also committed no less than seven political campaign practice violations. This year, seven. Not six. Not six. Not eight. I think he's going for a baker's dozen. But right now, he, in the last six months, seven political practice violations. When Mr. Morgeau, as part of the debate, asked Downing about these offenses, this was Downing's response. We've come to the part of the debate where the, uh, the candidates are going to ask a question of each other. And the first question goes from Mr. Morgeau to Mr. Downing. So, have at it, Shane. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, this, this question uh, is going to be pretty direct, um, and I know it's a, a discussion that comes up a lot um, in my conversations with folks across the state, Troy, and I, I feel it's important to give you a chance to, to talk about this today. Um, you know, I believe Montanans deserve an elected official um, in Montana that they can trust. Um, I believe you lied about your California residency to obtain a cheaper hunting license, and you violated Montana campaign finance laws. Uh, I believe seven times just a few weeks ago. So my question is, how can Montanans trust you to hold the insurance and securities industries accountable um, when you can't hold yourself accountable in these areas? Well, the first part, well, thanks for asking that question. The first part of that uh, on the hunting, I've spent my entire life advocating for conservation, uh, for hunting access, for hunting issues, for outdoors access. I've spent you know, uh, many, many hundreds of hours volunteering, uh, uh, sponsoring wounded veterans coming to Montana to use fly fishing as therapy. It's been a, a tremendous part of my life. And I think that when I was hit on this, the only thing that really got to me was they were holding me to a standard that was not reasonable, I believe, for, for any Montanan. And basically, it came down to you can't cross a border without resetting a clock, which I thought was unreasonable. This is where I pay taxes. This is where my driver's license is. I've made Montana home for the better of 22 years. And obviously, I've traveled a lot. I enlisted in the military after September 11th. I've been stationed in Albuquerque and Spokane all over the world. So the one thing that came up was they were upset that I was bringing veterans to Montana to fish on our rivers, and I'll wear that proudly on my shoulder anytime. So that's just a bunch of gobbledygook horseshit. Not only does Downey not even address his seven campaign violations all committed in the last six months, Downey makes it seem like his criminal behavior was performed as a result of helping people. Darn the luck. He still thinks he was persecuted by law enforcement, by the county attorney, and by a judge because he was helping out-of-state disabled veterans hunt in Montana. Do any of you believe that 
any Montanan would persecute a human being for helping others. Does that in any way ring true to you? Of course not, because it's complete horseshit. His most recent versions of his criminal behavior, not just in what he said during the debate, but he also had an interview in August, right? So we're talking about 20 days ago from the date of this recording. He has an interview and you would be astounded by the contents of this interview. So we're going to tell you what his latest excuses are. Excuse number one, he didn't know what the law was. He says that he didn't know in order to be a resident hunter in Montana, you had to live here for 180 days prior to applying for a resident hunting license. But the problem is, Downing owned property in Montana since 1998. Since 1998. And he sure knew that he had to purchase non-resident hunting and fishing licenses in 2002, 2003, and 2004. So he knew in 2002 and 2003 and 2004 that your residency where you lived was important when applying for a hunting license. So he knew after he bought property in Montana that residency mattered. So to say he just didn't know what the law was is just bullshit. Excuse number two, the law is unreasonable. Apparently, jet setters like Downing will never qualify for a resident license because he travels all the time. And this is where he expected special favors from us here in the state of Montana. He wants to represent the state of Montana in a job that requires zero out-of-state travel. And it's isn't it funny, Mickey, that other jet setters that live in Montana are able to comply with the residency laws? But not Troy. He's special. He's a special kind of jet setter, according to Troy Downing. Excuse number three. This is a goodie. Fish, wildlife, and parks spied on him. Yeah. So this article I read quotes Downing and, and is quoted as saying, Downing says he was amazed at the FWP's ability to obtain all the business records, phone records, tax records, and reports that they had, they had to obtain to demonstrate he was not a state resident. He called it disturbing. Well, we call that investigating a crime here in Montana. We call that a thorough investigation. And and how we find that that's authorized is by reviewing the state and federal constitutions. So if he finds that was disturbing, if he had any knowledge about public records, he would recognize that anyone can access the records FWP accessed in its investigation. So if he thinks it's disturbing that a law enforcement agency can issue subpoenas and search warrants when investigating a criminal offense then he should probably consult the Constitution that explicitly allows these types of investigations. This brings up another point. Downing finds perfectly legal law enforcement investigative tactics disturbing, yet he runs around the state with signs saying that he, quote, backs the blue. Hmm. That's as hypocritical as it gets his feigned support of law enforcement, while at the same time, literally 20 days ago, calling law enforcement tactics that are authorized by the state and federal constitutions disturbing. 
exemplifies in a nutshell why this guy is not fit for office. Excuse number four, the prosecutor, law enforcement, and the judge singled out Troy Downing because he helps veterans. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Troy Downing is seeking to represent Montanans, Montanans who he believes hate veterans so much that they would persecute Downing. The most, this is what he said, quote, the most concerning thing was who was pushing this, said Downing. It just seemed so unreasonable. The only statement he heard that hinted at a reason came from the prosecutor when, quote, talked about the uniqueness of our lands in Montana and then pointed out that I was on the board of a nonprofit organization that funded wounded veterans coming to the state to hunt and fish. So according to Downing, Montana, a state with one of the highest military veterans per capita, is full of cops, prosecutors, and judges who hate wounded veterans. And that's why he was charged with violating our laws. Yep. Downing discovered the secret all of us Montanans have been hiding for years. He cracked the code. (laughs) Our state is full of public servants who have such disdain for wounded veterans that we persecute anyone who sits on a nonprofit board that helps wounded veterans. I think we're in the Twilight Zone. Like, this is like a canon theory, or this is the weirdest trumped-up, crazy conspiracy theory I have ever heard. We hate wounded veterans, and that's why we sought out Troy, who sits on this nonprofit board, but apparently none of the other board members to persecute. I wonder what the weather is like on his planet. It ain't Earth. <laughs> that, that ain't no lie. This is the stream of horseshit he continues to feed us. This most recent Montanans hate wounded vets conspiracy theory was literally launched 20 days ago from the date of this recording. His cheese done slipped off his cracker. He is a few fries short of a happy meal. Cuckoo. For Cocoa Puffs. The elevator ain't making it to the top floor. One oar in the water. (laughs) He's nuts. You know, I love conspiracy theories because they completely disregard the facts and the evidence. Because the facts and the evidence would show that he just flat out violated the law. He did what every criminal does. He violates the law and then tries to come up with a wackadoodle tale for why they shouldn't be held accountable. In no time whatsoever has he taken accountability. None of his statements say, you know what? I screwed up. I did wrong. I took accountability and I want to move past it. Nothing like that. Just wackadoodle conspiracy theories that defame and undermine our entire law enforcement in the state of Montana. Isn't some of the best advice we receive in adulthood is to always be wary of folks who never take responsibility for their actions? Yes. And especially folks who don't take responsibility and then create a false narrative, create a conspiracy theory that they think other people are dumb enough to buy. That if I create a story, there's enough people out there that will buy it, that they'll think, huh, yeah, wow, Montanans really hate wounded veterans. That makes a lot of sense, Troy. Yeah, for sure. And all the people that try to help them. Yeah, he's running for a political position that, that the same Montanans he believes are out to get him, he wants to represent those Montanans. 
We need no more evidence than Downing's own words to conclude he's unfit to to be in any political office in Montana. And so for the love of all things holy, and most importantly, for the love of Montana, don't vote for Troy Downing. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider becoming a sponsor of the show by going to our website, montanavaluespodcast.com. Locate the sponsor page and click on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Owltail, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, and Backtracks. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.